Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse, along with you from Yankee Stadium in New York, where the Guardians have begun a three-city, ten-game road swing. They played in New York on Friday night. Yankees were four-to-one winners, but the series continues over the weekend. A pair of day games: Saturday at 1:05, Sunday at 1:35, before the scene shifts to Anaheim, California, for four and finishes next weekend at the Oakland Coliseum against the Athletics. So a lot of baseball coming up away from Cleveland for the Guardians. We'll get to our week in review shortly where we recap the homestand for the Guardians that finished on an upbeat note with a sweep of the White Sox. We'll also hear from Ernie Clement and Brian Lavastida, two of the younger players on this ball club, and we'll have a minor league report fill you in on the kids down at Lynchburg who are making their way to the major leagues with Farm Director Rob Serfolio. But this reminder, if you want to hear the show each week, you can do so usually before the ball game, whenever that may be, on Saturday. And you can hear that on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network or at CLEGuardians.com. All the archived editions are right there. Or you can hear it as a podcast as well, wherever you download your favorite podcast. So a lot of different ways to listen to our show each week. Hope you enjoy it. Talking baseball for an hour. And we'll be back to get it started after this short break on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run. So we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. No way. Is it really you? You're the one who bundled their home, auto, RV, and other vehicles with Progressive, right? Hold on. Let me grab my friends. Hey, guys, check it out. It's the one who saved the money. If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. 
It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Yankee Stadium in New York, where the road trip opened on Friday night with a 4-1 to Yankees win over the Guardians, snapping a three-game winning streak. And let's take a look back at the week gone by. Monday, too much snow in downtown Cleveland. That's right, snow. And the uh, Guardians game with the White Sox was postponed. And then it was postponed again on Tuesday with some wet grounds and uh, still some tough field conditions. So uh, they decided to play a doubleheader on Wednesday. And it couldn't have gone better for the Guardians, who are trying to bounce back from dropping three in a row to start the homestand against the Giants last weekend. But in game one of the doubleheader, the pitching matchup featured Shane Bieber against Dallas Keuchel, a pair of former Cy Young Award winners. And the Guardians took advantage of some shaky defense early by the White Sox. Already on top, one nothing in the second inning. It was Miles Straw looking for more. Infield back, double play depth. Keuchel's ready, and the pitch swung on line towards short. Over the head of Anderson into left field. It's a base hit. In to score is Arias, and the Guardians lead 2 to nothing. and both runs have been unearned. And Miles Straw with his second RBI of the season. The Guardians with three straight hits after the air to start the inning. Next up, Ernie Clement. Keuchel hands at the belt. He's ready. The pitch. And it's swung on. Ground ball base hit into left field. That'll score Mercado. Everybody else moves up one base. Four straight hits by Cleveland. Ernie Clement with his second RBI on a sharp single to left. It's 3-0 Cleveland, and the bases stay loaded and still nobody out. And that loaded the bases for Jose Ramirez. Down the 1-1. A swing and a long drive into deep left. This ball gone! Grand slam number two for Jose Ramirez this season. It's a six-run explosion. And in game one of a doubleheader, Cleveland has a 7-0 lead on Dallas Keuchel. What a start to the season for Jose Ramirez. Josh Naylor drove in another run to make it 8-0. And then the White Sox handed the Guardians one more run with Gabriel Arias at the plate. Gabriel Arias. He grounds one to short, fielded, bobbled by Anderson, slips and falls to his knees. Everybody is safe. Rosario will score to make it 9-0. Anderson moving toward third, got behind the ball, got a glove on it, it caromed off his glove, his feet went out from under him, and the Guardians are now taking advantage of the fifth Chicago Air Arias gets credit for an RBI, his first in the major leagues. Tim Anderson has had three errors in the first two innings. 
And then Oscar Mercado finished off the big inning. Naylor at second, Arias at first, the pitch. Swung on, ground ball, back up the middle, base hit into center field. Naylor becomes the ninth guardian to score this inning. 10-0 Cleveland. Mercado's second hit of the inning. Another ground ball, but this one a clean single up the middle. Everybody has scored for Cleveland this inning. There is still nobody out. And mercifully, Tony LaRusse is taking Dallas Keuchel out of this game. But in all honesty, the guys that should be leaving this game are the infielders. Meanwhile, on the mound, Shane Bieber was cruising along, enjoying the run support. Down the 0-1. Swung on a bouncing ball to short. Knee-high hop handled by Rosario. Throws out Abreu. And one would think that the day is done for Shane Bieber, but, boy, he gave Tito six strong innings, giving up one run on four hits today, striking out seven. Stephen Kwan drove in a run in the eighth inning to make it 11-1 Guardians, and then Sam Henches came on in the ninth to finish things up. Henches from the belt. Here it comes. Swing and a little weak chopper on the right side. Second baseman Arias gloves, throws, ball game. And game one is in the books, and it's a Cleveland route. They demolished the Chicago White Sox in game one by a final score of 11-1. to After the game, Shane Bieber talked about the big number the Guardians offense put up in that second inning. Yeah, it was great. It was a, it was a long one. Um Somewhere in there, I think around the pitching change, I went down and, you know, threw some weighted balls against the wall just to keep the arm going. But I don't know if you're asking for, yeah, for my perspective, but um, you just try and stay as ready as possible. And um, obviously scoring runs is, is always a good thing. Never going to be upset about that. So um, the longer the inning, the better. And um, just try to stay ready and, you know, ready for that opportunity to go back out there when the inning did end and um, try and try and put up a zero and keep the game moving. Shane, how do you uh, compare this start with the first two of the season? I don't. I think uh, just try and keep it rolling, keep the momentum moving forward. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm working some things out mechanically, but um, everything's in a in a pretty good spot, and um, I feel good. I feel like the ball's coming out of my hand pretty well, and I don't want to <laughs> continue to beat the same drum. But, yeah, I'm just trying to keep the momentum moving forward. I feel good and uh, excited to go for my next one in a couple of days. So a nice way to start the day. A lot of baseball on Wednesday. Doubleheader day, traditional double to one, the final. A win in game one for the Guardians. And they jumped on top in the first inning of game two as Stephen Kwan was aboard when Jose Ramirez came through again. Ramirez such a good two-strike hitter. Shift to the right, the pitch. Swung and a rocket to right down the line. Fair ball! Hits the line, ricochets into the corner. In to score is Quan. In to second with a sliding double as Ramirez beating the throw. Back-to-back doubles by Quan and Ramirez. And Jose has five RBIs today. 20 on the year. His fifth double. And it's one nothing Cleveland. And for the second game in a row, they have scored in the first inning to take the lead. And Jose Ramirez with two strikes, spoiled a couple of pitches, and then with a rocket down the right field line. In the fourth inning, Gabriel Arias was at the plate, trying to 
get into the books with his first major league hit. Here's the pitch, and it's swung on, lined, sinking fast, base hit right field. And there it is, the first base hit in the major league career of Gabriel Arias. Next up, Oscar Mercado drove in Arias. 0-2 the count on Mercado. Here's the pitch. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball to left. This is deep. Back on its Vaughn. He's at the wall. He leaps at the wall. Can't make the play. It bangs high off the wall. Scoring is Arias. Into second with an RBI double is Oscar Mercado. And the Guardians now lead it 2-0. Mercado launched one to left, and Vaughn got back there, but could not make the play up against the fence. And Mercado continues to put up really good numbers for the amount of hits that he's gotten. He's really made the most of them. In the fifth inning, the White Sox got on the scoreboard with a run, but that was it as the Guardians' defense delivered. Here's McKenzie's 3-1 delivery. Swung on, ground ball, third base, past a diving Arias. Down the left field line it goes. One run is in. Being waved around, heading for home is Engel. The throws a good one. The tag. He is out at home plate. What a tag by Lavastida. As the throw from Quan, who had to dig it out near the, the tarp roll up. Down that left field line, he got to it. And he fired a strike to Lavastida, who made a great short hop backhand pickup and swipe tag all in one motion. And on the mound, Tristan McKenzie was solid before turning it over to the bullpen. Here's the 0-2. Called strike three on the outside corner. Paisley caught looking. Great work by Coase. Preserves the lead, and the Guardians will head into the dugout Still in front, 2-1. to one. The pitch swung on him as Sandlin with a front door slider strikes out Mending. Nine strikeouts for Guardians pitching. Got to be careful with Grandal, even though he's off to a really slow start batting a buck and a quarter. This guy can do damage. The pitch, Grandal hits a ground ball to third. Up with it is Arias. He'll throw across the diamond. My goodness, Trevor Steffen made five pitches that inning. It's a 2-1 to one Guardians lead, middle of the eighth. In the ninth, Emmanuel Classe was on to try and close things out. Classe with a 1-0 pitch. Swing and a pop-up. This should do it. By the mound, the catcher's there. Lavastina makes a staggering catch. Ball game. And the Guardians have swept the White Sox 11-1 and 2-1. And move into an early season first place tie with the defending Central Division champs. Well, it's a long day at the ballpark, but it was certainly worthwhile from the Cleveland perspective. So the 2-1 to win for the Guardians meant doubleheader sweep and a chance for a series sweep on Thursday. Another good pitching matchup Thursday afternoon at Progressive Field. Zach Plesak against Dylan Cease. And Plesak had it all working early in this one. Now the pitch. Swing and a miss. Oh, my. Took something off the breaking ball. And Plesak has only made 18 pitches in the first two innings. And has struck out a pair. And we are scoreless in the middle of the second. In the bottom of the third inning, the Guardians took the lead thanks to a big blast from Fran Mill Reyes. Here's Fran Mill Reyes, runner at third, two down. 
No score. Inning number three. Cease from the set. He fires. And it's swung on. Hit high. Deep to right center. Sheets is back. Robert back at the wall. Gone! There's number one. And boy, does it come. And a huge time for Fran Mill Reyes. A two-out, two-run home run that carried over the nine-foot wall in right center. And Reyes with his first extra base hit of the campaign. He now has four RBIs. And boy, was that something Fran Mill Reyes and this club needed. It is 2-0 Cleveland. As Reyes, you talk about a big pick-me-up for his teammates. The White Sox picked up a run in the fourth inning to make it 2-1, to one, but in the fifth, Josh Naylor got that run right back. The pitch swung on, ground ball near the middle, and on through a base hit. Right center field, rounding third, scoring is Quan. Into third goes Ramirez, and Naylor found the hole, and it results in an RBI base hit. Guardians three, White Sox one. Not a slow roller, but not hit that sharply, but in the exact spot to get it on through just to the right of second base. And Josh Naylor has his second run driven in since returning. And in the sixth inning, Stephen Kwan with another great at-bat tacked on one more run. Now the 2-2 swung on a fly ball, medium deep left. Paisley has to backpedal to make the catch. Tagging is Jimenez. He will score with ease. And Stephen Kwan continues to play like a 10-year vet. What another incredible at-bat to put the Guardians up 4-1. Got down with two strikes. Spoiled two strike pitches. And then drove one to medium deep left. Easily deep enough for Jimenez to score. And Stephen Kwan has delivered his seventh RBI with a sack fly to left. Chicago cut into the lead with two runs in the top half of the seventh inning to make it a one-run ball game, 4-3 Guardians. But in the bottom of the inning, Cleveland answered, starting with Josh Naylor. The pitch, swung on, smashed to first, and it gets by Abreu. Down the right field line, headed for the corner. Straw's on his way to third, he's being waved home. Naylor stops at second. Throw cut off. Straw scores without a throw to the plate. And the Guardians lead it 5-3 as Naylor scorched one that just seemed to eat up Jose Abreu at first base. Andres Jimenez drove in Naylor with a sack fly to make it 6-3. And that was enough as Emmanuel Classe was on once again in the ninth inning to finish things up. Now the 0-2 delivery. Swung on, rolled to short. Jimenez looks it into the glove, throws to first. Ball game. And a sweep for Cleveland as they wipe out the White Sox in three games, winning today 6-3. to three. And Cleveland now stands alone in first place in the AL Central, a game better than Chicago. So a nice three-game series sweep and a chance to move back into first place for the Guardians as they take down the White Sox and took over sole possession of first place, heading out on the road to begin their road swing on Friday night in New York. The game won by the Yankees by a final score of 4-1. to one. That's your Week in Review when we return. We'll hear from Ernie Clement and Brian Lavastida. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On to see one hopper to second field by Clement to second one. Rosario doubles him up. That ball scolded on one hop. But Ernie Clement so quick to start the 4-6-3 inning-ending double play. Man, that Ernie Clement just makes plays no matter where you play him. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Yankee Stadium in New York where the Guardians are playing the Yankees this weekend. Earlier in the week, solid play by the Guardians allowed them to sweep the Chicago White Sox, but they had a way to do it as they endured back-to-back rain, snow, cold postponements on both Monday and Tuesday. We had a chance to visit with Ernie Clement prior to the doubleheader on Wednesday. And uh, while he's no stranger to bad weather from his high school days in the Rochester area, it still can be a challenge. Yeah, it's funny. I, uh, I think I have a, a slight leg up on, on some of the guys from, uh, from Florida or, or Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic because a lot of them haven't even seen snow. So, you know, I'm used to it from high school, and, you know, I kind of embrace it. And, and, you know, it's just another challenge that we have to go through. Uh, what's the key if, if you do end up having to play in, in conditions like that? Wear a couple extra layers because you can always take them off if you get hot. But uh, it's, it's really funny. I, uh, I think the hands are the worst part. Um, so, so the batting gloves come in, come in very helpful. And you were saying a, a lot of teams where you're from will go south or west to, to try and find better weather. How about your high school? <laughs> it's funny. We always went to West Virginia, um, and it's actually the weather's not actually that different uh, from from Rochester. So we'd we'd have a foot of snow on the ground, and and we'd go down there, and it would be 35, 40 degrees. Um, but as long as there's no snow, we were, we were good to go, and and we love to uh, to embrace that challenge. Joined by. I was going to say Guardians infielder Ernie Clement, but you're starting here game one in, in left field. And normally you'd see that and you'd say, well, that, that's a foreign position to him, but it's not really for you, is it? No, I like moving around. Um, I played a little outfield in college, so you know I, I, I've always had to, to move around and whatever, whatever gets you in the lineup, so, so I'm excited to, to be out and left. Now, wait a minute. You said a little outfield in college, but didn't you play it very well on some very good teams at Virginia? Yeah, I actually started in uh, in center field my freshman year and, and sophomore year. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to roll. Seems like it's been a, a real good start for you. Uh, the off season for you, what did you do to, to really come in prepared to, to take a step forward, especially at the plate? Yeah, I got to work on my body a lot and, and make sure that physically I was ready to go. But uh, it was a little different this year because usually I spend my off seasons in, in Rochester and in the cold and in the snow. Uh, but I, I went south. I went to Florida and, and hung out with some buddies, and I got to work out outside. So um, as soon as the lockout ended, I was, I was ready to roll. You get stronger, but were there some things that you did mechanically for your swing that, that have allowed you to really drive the ball a little bit here early in the season? Yeah, I just I really worked on getting into my legs more and, and using the ground and, um, you know, really focused on my strengths. And, and you know, I, I put the, ball, the bat on the ball uh, pretty well, so... You know, I'm just trying to, to be a little bit more selective and, and being able to drive the baseball. 
How much of a benefit was it being up here for an extended period a year ago and then taking that with you into the offseason to figure out what you needed to work on? Yeah, that experience was huge. I, uh, I got to work with the coaches up here, and, um, you know, they gave me a, a good plan moving into the offseason, and, you know, I, I think I executed it pretty well, and, you know, here we are, and, and hopefully I can help these guys win. Youngest team in the major leagues by quite a bit. Fun to be a part of that right now? I love it. I love it. These guys have a lot of energy, and, you know, I think we're going to be a really good ball club. All right, Ernie. Thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. That is Guardians utility man Ernie Clement. Really off to a nice start in this 2022 season. Another nice story among the young players for the Guardians is catcher Brian Labastida making his major league debut this season after making the ball club out of spring training. He was huge on a key play at the plate in game two of Wednesday's doubleheader, and he talked about the mindset a catcher has to have on those close plays at home plate. Yeah, no, I mean, what I'm trying to do there is just pick up my teammate. Um, I know that was a big moment in the game, and they, we could, could have gotten away from us, but we made sure, you know, to control the controllables, and we did what we did, and we got an out. And when you look at that, you, you know the throw is coming in. What can you do to, to put yourself in the best possible position? Kind of get ready for it, you know, see it all the way in, see the timing, see if it has to be a quick tag, if I had to take some time. Um, with angle running on the bases, it was going to be quick play, so it all worked out fine. The the shortstop skills from back in the day, did they come into play there on that short hop pickup? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's something that's quick instinct that, you know, um, I, I, t- I think about all the ground balls I used to catch, and I'm like, you know, it didn't go to waste, so I'm still using it. Brian Labastida joining us, and you've had a chance to catch in the major leagues not that far away from when you were a shortstop but growing up and, and, and growing in this game. Uh, take us back. What was your reaction when, when you were told, hey, catching might be a, a great position for you and something you should pursue? No, I was, I was shocked. You know, I was shocked I played infield my whole life. But I've always been open to new challenges, and if they said that's the way that it has to go, then that's the way it goes. What were some of the biggest challenges along the way, especially when you first started? It'd have to be between picking balls in the dirt and throwing my body in front of them and blocking them. As an infielder, you're thinking everything in the dirt. You know, you throw your glove at it and you pick it. But as a catcher, you got to keep everything in front of you. So it's kind of throwing the chest at it instead of the glove. And shortstop, it, it's such a, I don't know if a glamour position is the way to put it, but it's obviously a marquee position on the diamond. Uh, hard to give that up when, when they asked you to? Yeah, it was. It was, but I knew... <laughs> I knew with other shortstops in the game and stuff like that that there's crazy defensive abilities out there in the world. And I like to think of myself as a mental guy, so I think behind the plate there's a lot more growth available. Calling a game, uh, working with a pitcher, especially at this level, so much importance, uh, and the Guardians place that so much on their catchers. Uh, What have you learned here in a very short period of time in the major leagues about that part of it and who's been able to help you? Mm, I've I've learned just be... To just be ready and be adaptable. You know, we go we go in with the plan and just adapt as the game goes. You don't have to live and die by your plan. You just adapt. I've learned a lot from Hedgie, learned a lot from Sandy, and you know, I'm starting to feel every day. I'm starting to feel more like a big league catcher, and that's all I could. That's all I could strive for. How about the pitchers? I know you've had a chance to catch Cal Quantrill twice. Uh, has that been helpful building up a rapport with him a little bit anyway? Yeah, it gets a lot more easier, you know, when you start catching guys more consistently on pitch calling and their strengths and their weaknesses and where where, where they tend to like to work guys. So it's a lot more comfortable. I'm really comfortable with Kyle. Caught Tristan yesterday. It was a fun time. And uh, let's just keep I'm trying to keep building that chemistry with everybody. And you get back out there yesterday after 
two days, one of which was snowing. You're a Miami kid, or a Florida kid, anyway. Uh, what was that like for you, those couple of days off with some snow in the air? Oh, no, it was, it was, it was really weird. You know, I just actually sat on, by my window and looked at the snow <laughs> the whole time. It was very weird, but uh, got to play whatever under whatever weather there is. Well, Brian, I know it's uh, been a challenge, but it seems like it's going real well for you these first days in the major leagues. Thanks a lot for coming by. Awesome. Thank you. Now that's Brian Lavastida, and a nice moment for him on Friday night in New York at Yankee Stadium. He picked up his first major league base hit with a single early on in that ball game against the Yankees. Stay with us when we come back. It's our final segment, a farm report from Director of Player Development, Rob Serfolio. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run. So we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. Sorry to bother you, but uh, you're the one who bundled their home, auto, boat, and other vehicles with Progressive, right? I seriously still talk about that with my friends. How you saved all that money? Hey, you mind if I take a selfie with you? That would be amazing. If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from New York's Yankee Stadium, where the Guardians and Yankees are meeting this weekend. Meanwhile, in Raleigh, North Carolina, the Lynchburg Ball Club, the single-A entry in the Cleveland Farm System, low A. They have a series going against uh, the Carolina Mudcats. And Rob Serfolio is the director of player development for the Guardians. He's with that Lynchburg Ball Club, and, and we'll get a report on that team in a little bit. But uh, he most recently saw Lake County at high A, and he says some of the young pitching that was drafted just a year ago is now getting its feet wet in professional baseball with great results. Yeah, it's it's been awesome to see so far, Rosie. And we obviously took a ton of pitching in last year's draft. To your point, most of them being college arms. And so we challenged a handful of those guys, skipping low A and sending them directly to high A. So, you know, whether that's the Doug Nikhazy's, the Tanner Bybee's, the Gavin Williams, um, a handful of, of those names that, we challenged out of the gate and, and it's been really cool despite some colder and, and windy weather as, as anyone who's seen baseball in uh, in Lake County or, you know, up in the Michigan area where a lot of the, the games they've had early in the season, it's, it's been less than stellar weather environments for them, but we've had a handful of guys really get off to a good start, both from a attack in the zone and, and, and throwing strikes and also been able to miss a lot of bats and, and limit hard contact. So it's been great to see those guys kind of adjust to a professional schedule, a six man rotation where, you know, in college you're kind of once a week and, and we're still doing a little bit of that in pro ball as they build up coming out of spring training to kind of get to 
their full pitch counts and inning allotments as the as the season goes on. But it's been great to see those guys go out there and and show kids, and, and a lot of them have getting off to a great start so far. And everyone wants to know about Gavin Williams, a, a top draft pick. So uh, there's certainly some spotlight on him. And it looks like the strikeouts are up and the walks are down. And uh, how's the rest of it going for him? Yeah, it's a uh, Gavin's a fun one, and just you know, a kid that when you watch him, he's his heart rate's never above 75, just whether he walked two guys in a row or gave up a home run or struck out nine in a row, which we've seen him do in spring training. And, um, you know, he, he's really gotten off to a good start and credit to Caleb Longshore and, and Joel Mangrum and Steven Oster and our pitching group that has, you know, made sure that, that we've put his best foot forward on ramping him up effectively in spring training and integrating him to, a pro rotation for the first time in his career. And, and again, the the player gets all the credit when when they have success and, and and Gavin's done a great job of, of towing the hill and attacking hitters. He's obviously got an impressive arsenal with plus velocity and, and can throw strikes. and, And we've seen him do just that early on, which, which has been great to see. And you had mentioned earlier about a, a player maybe to keep an eye on that hasn't necessarily gotten as much attention so far, but Tanner Bybee is someone who's intriguing, and how come? Yeah, and Tanner, sim- similar to Gavin's, gotten off to a, a really good start. I think he's had two starts himself. And again, just attacking the zone, a, a lot of what we saw from from Tanner in spring training, you know, last year, like we talked about, this is their first, this is this, this college group's first taste of of really pro baseball games out of the draft last year. We really used those first couple of months for, for those guys to get integrated to pro baseball and, and learn what it's like to, to have a, a strength and conditioning program that's really tailored to their, their needs to, to be better athletes and stronger and more powerful. And, and we're seeing a lot of that translate out to the field. And, and Tanner is a guy whose velocity has, has really ticked up. And again, big credit to our pitching group for just aligning with Tanner on his routines and everything he's doing off the field to support what he's doing on the field to, to get better and better as a pitcher. And, and he's just continued to build on some of the strengths we saw from him in the draft, which is above average strike throwing and, and missing bats, especially as his arsenal has just continued to improve and velocity has gone up. He's gotten off to a hot start and, and continued a lot of what we saw from him in spring training. So another another exciting arm that's that's part of the Lake County rotation. Rob Serfolio joining us on the Farm Report. He's the Guardians Director of Player Development. We're talking Lake County this week and uh, shifting over to uh, the offense side of things. John Kenzie Noel, we saw him in spring training, but he starts this year at Lake County. And um, yep. why did you start him there, uh, at least in the early stages of the season? Yeah, so Noel, you know, an, one of the younger players that, that we added in, to the 40-man over the offseason. And and really with John Kenzie, like last year, if you look at his his stint in, in Lynchburg, he actually missed a little bit of time with an angle, ankle injury in the middle of the summer. So he didn't get as many plate appearances that, you know, a normal hitter would get had, had he stayed healthy throughout the season. So that kind of delayed his move to Lake County towards the back end of last year. And, and we just thought it would be good for him to, to start in Lake County and get his feet underneath him, especially in spring training, had a little bit of uh, some shoulder soreness that, that limited his gameplay as well. So we just wanted to, to continue his ramp up at, 
a level that we thought he could go out there and compete uh, really highly at. And, and he's gotten off to a good start with, with doing a lot of the things that, that he does naturally with just how big and strong and powerful he is. He's, he's been hitting the ball hard and, and putting the base, putting the ball on the bat and, and making contact. So it's been good to see. And, and as we get going and his workload's almost at the point where he's, you know, considered like fully ramped up for, for as many games as we can possibly get him, which is, which has been great to see coming off a little bit of the shoulder uh, flare up in, in spring training, but he, he's done a great job and, and he's doing everything that, that we saw from him last year when he was ripping apart uh, low A baseball with, with the Hillcats. You have a first yeah. baseman at Lake County, Joe Naranjo, who, uh, boy, you look at the numbers offensively, he's off to a real nice start as he repeats this level at a, still a very young age. But uh, you were saying he's a, a really good all-around first baseman that, that has you pretty excited. Yeah, Joe, Joe's gotten off to a tremendous start. And, again, a, a lot of credit he deserves for just his offseason. I think coming out of last year, he, he would tell you this himself, that he was hoping for a little bit more performance and to your point, Rosie, he was literally the youngest kid at the high A level last year. And we challenged him with that just because of his maturity and the way that he has competitive at bats. And, and he wasn't thrilled of, about how he did and really committed himself in the off season, both physically and fundamentally. And, and our, you know, offensive crew did tremendous work with him. And we saw that translate immediately in spring training where he was just consistently putting together good at-bats, not chasing, hitting the ball hard at good angles. And again, a lot of credit to our group on the work that that they created with Joe and, and obviously all the credit to Joe as well for buying into that. And we've seen him just get off to a, a tremendous start with with a lot of on-base and, and hitting for some power, which he's still one of the younger kids in the league as a 21-year-old this year, but just as improved in so many facets offensively and and he's just tremendous over at first with with how he goes about his work defensively and kind of well beyond his years as a 21 year old on the defensive side and and he's just continued to improve and brings a calm steady uh stay to that lineup in the group on the field which just speaks to his maturity and, and overall ability to kind of handle the ebbs and flows of of a long baseball season which which is obviously tough to do and we'll finish up with Angel Martinez, another player we saw a little bit at the tail end of some of the Major League Spring training games, and it uh, looks like he's off to a red-hot start at uh, Lake County. Yeah, Angel just picked up right where he did last year from from his stint in Lynchburg of good contact, putting the ball in play, lots of line drives. He's been playing shortstop. He's been playing second base. He's been over at third a handful of times just to continue to work on his versatility on the dirt. And despite the cold weather we talked about with the pitchers, um, he's uh, he's done a great job offensively despite the elements and doing a lot of the things that, that we talk about and preach and try and train for, which is having consistent at-bats and, and making good contact and putting the ball in play at productive angles to, to try and maximize our chances for success. And, and Angel's been doing just that so far. Well, some good stuff from Lake County, to be sure. We're just scratching the surface here early in the season. But, uh, Rob, thanks a lot for coming by, and uh, enjoy your travels as uh, you take in some of the, the farm teams in the Guardian system. I appreciate it, Rosie. Thanks again for having me on. and looking forward to connecting next week on uh, some of the travels with Lunchbird. All right, good stuff there from Rob Serfolio, the director of player development, the farm director 
for the Cleveland Guardians. That's going to do it for our show today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, as always, to Brian Matze for all his, of his help in putting together our show each week. Until next week, when we join you from the Oakland Coliseum, as this road trip continues for another weekend, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 